Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oh, it is sure Super Bowl week, and we are one day closer. Your boy S.A. is down and out today, but don't worry. He'll be wreaking havoc back here tomorrow. Meanwhile, I'm crewed up, and I got a serious crew. I got Jeff Saturday to my left, Chris Canty to my right, Pat McAfee, P-Mac joining us, Lewis Riddick as well, plus Windy. We got a Windy sighting, Brian Winhurst, and big perk, Kendrick Perkins will be here as well. Windy. Ahead of the NBA <laughs> trade deadline. You guys are hilarious. Are we excited for the Super Bowl or what? I'm ready to rock. Ready are to get this ready? thing on. Yeah, right. man. Super Tuesday? Let's go. Let's get going. I've never heard Super Tuesday. Yeah, now. well, I've heard it. Not usually sports, <laughs> politics, but we ain't doing that today. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not <laughs> at all. Not at all. All right, let's get to it. So last night was media night in Las Vegas. It was Patrick Mahomes' fourth time at the event as he goes for his third Lombardi. Mahomes, big numbers through his six years as the chief starter, drawing comparison to the GOAT, Tommy Brady. Here's Patrick on his chase for greatness. I mean, I'm not even close to halfway, so I haven't put a lot of thought into it. I mean, your goal is to be the best player that you can be. Um, and uh, I know I'm blessed to be with, around a lot of great players around me. Um, and so right now, it's doing whatever I can to beat a great 49ers team and trying to get that third ring. And then if you ask me that question in like 15 years, and I'll see if I can get close to seven. But seven seems like a long ways away still. I appreciate the humility with him right there. Obviously, oh. Tom Brady has seven. Handled that question like a vet. All right, yeah. Jeff, tell me, what would be the better storyline? Is it Mahomes getting his third Super Bowl, obviously going back-to-back, or Mr. Irrelevant getting his first. This got to be Purdy. I mean, listen, I, I love – and first of all, what Mahomes just said, from a player perspective, you, you wouldn't want to play for a guy any more than he wants, makes you want to play for him. This guy, he always says the right thing, and, and it's always from a genuine place from his heart, right? The sincerity he, he, he talks with is just unbelievable. But big, big stories for the Super Bowl. Think about this. Brock Purdy goes from Mr. Irrelevant – he takes his team and gets injured in the championship game last year, so he can't play it. His team's got to play with McCaffrey basically at the end of the year to go beat a quarterback. He brings him back this year. All he does is continue to win, puts him, puts him on his back against Green Bay, and then comes back from this massive deficit against Detroit when Shanahan's brilliant offenses had been over in both cases, and somehow Mr. Irrelevant throws him on his back, carries him to the Super Bowl, and now if he wins, he beats what some would consider the GOAT already, who even though he has two Super Bowls. So not only would he go through all this stuff, he would beat the guy that everybody thinks is the GOAT. Like there can't be a position in, in sport where you're at this spot, you can go knock off this guy with all the things that you've already done and can't be the greatest story. I mean, this guy has overcome all kinds of nonsense. It's and a we Cinderella story. It is. Let's be honest. It's it could be, it be a Disney movie. Yeah. I, I mean, mean. It's, it is for real. It's as good as it gets. And so from my perspective, my money, I'm going to Purdy. It would just be a, an, an incredible story. Yeah, it'd be a great story, but it wouldn't be the best story. The best story <laughs> is Patrick Mahomes chasing down Tom Brady and being able to usurp him as the greatest quarterback of all time. 
because if we're being honest, that's what we all want to see. Throughout the life of Patrick Mahomes' career, we recognize that he's not going to have anybody that rivals him as far as contemporaries go. There mm. is no current peer in the National Football League for Patrick Mahomes' greatness. We just haven't seen it. I mean, this guy has been to four Super Bowls before his age 30 season. Never been done before. Like, we've talked about multiple championships, multiple MVPs. He's in a conversation with Joe Montana and Tom Brady and nobody else. That's why the Mahomes storyline is the most compelling of it. When you look at what he's done already this season, right? For sure. Overcoming his wide receivers, leading the league in drops. Overcoming being an underdog on the road in two of the three playoff games he's won. Thinking about beating three playoff teams that had a plus 100-point differential on the regular season. It's never happened four times in one postseason. He's got a chance to do it on Sunday. This, to me, is by far a better storyline because now all of a sudden, no matter how you feel about Patrick Mahomes, you have to acknowledge him as the, the greatest quarterback that's playing the game today and in the conversation for the all-time greats, the immortals. And to me, that is what makes it a tremendous He's storyline. Already He's already in those already, conversations. Yeah. You know that for, for a lineman, two linemen to sit here and you're going to go for the guy who's already got the flowers. He's already – everybody's already saying he's the greatest. Because of what he they're is, they're not saying he's the greatest of all time, right? But they're saying yeah. he's, well, he's the greatest player right now, and some people are saying he's better Mad than Brady. Yeah, because of where he is and how he throws it off schedule, what he's being asked to do yeah. versus Brady, all those kind of things. not just rings, right? That kind of stuff. But when you think about the underdog, like think about think about the way we came up. Like you go for the underdog, but you can't like I, it, like almost Mahomes see, see. is almost already loved so much. It's like the easy. It's like the easy pull. It's like he's already already the greatest. He says the right things. We love him because of those things. But, man, you can't tell me there's a little bit of a little bit of you wants the underdog to get this thing. The, the well, under- well, Jeff, the underdog is the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh. The underdog no. in this game is the Chiefs. No. No. The, no. The, the, the Chiefs are quite literally no. the underdogs. Candy. They are the no, underdog sir. in the game. The one and a half favorite. Not, yeah. They are they, not they are. the under. Travis Kelsey, that whole Come crew, on. they've been there a thousand times. The they're, the un- they're the underdog. How about Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, and for them getting it done. Come on. No, that, that's great. I mean, we would we want those guys to have success, but I don't think that's the best storyline in this game. You just said the Chiefs are the underdog, they are, and we're talking about if they're a dynasty. If yeah, they're the they new are, Patriots. But that's the, the but that but that's the thing. That's the thing that makes it wild with Kansas City, and that's why I want to continue to see Patrick Mahomes' competitive greatness on display in the biggest stage that the game That's has to offer. Vegas knows how to make money. That's why they make people underdogs. You and I both. Oh my it's gosh. all about where the money oh goes. The underdog thing. But think about this, man. From Shanahan's offense, and everybody says you're a system whatever. Mm-hmm. All you got to fit in a piece, you're this guy. You wouldn't be nearly this good if you were th- wherever it is. And you've done with Shanahan's offense what had never been done before. In two weeks in a row, Two weeks ago, can't get a hand on the, you know, can't get a grip on the ball in the rain, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And in the fourth quarter, the last drive, you make it happen. The run he makes against Detroit, I mean, set the world on fire, right? Goes, goes and puts his legs, makes use of it, does whatever he does that he hadn't done all season. I just think from the Purdy conversation, Shanahan's offense, all the different pieces of parts. <laughs> they got to be the they got to be the underdog from from the from the conversation that we're having of 
If you put money, no one's putting money against Mahomes. Okay. Like, like it's just, it's hard. Well, well people have been well, betting you know against Mahomes saying. all season long, but, and they've been proven sure. wrong. So, sure. there's he, nobody that thought that this Kansas City Chiefs team, after they lost Christmas Day to the Raiders, would be in this that's, spot. That's but, fair. I agree but with yet, that. Yet and still, they're still I here. I agree with that. I guess what makes Mahomes the best storylines in terms of winning the Super Bowl over Brock Purdy is because you have to have some kind of feeling about him now. Because he would have won three Super Bowls yeah. over five years. So either you're going to love him or you're going to vilify him like we do with every star on a dynastic run. Yeah. We saw it with the Golden State Warriors. They were lovable until they weren't. Yeah. And then people were rooting for LeBron James in 2016 <laughs> just so yeah. they could beat the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw it there. We saw it with the Patriots. Remember Tom Brady well, in the Patriots? I have Patri- my own reason to hate on No, him. no, I got it. But <laughs> Tom Brady started off uh, an, an improbable story, for right? Sure. Takes over for Six Drew Bledsoe. Right. And they win the the 2001 Super Bowl. Everybody wanted to be on that train. A team named the Patriots right after 9-11 won the Super Bowl. Right. Everybody wanted to embrace it. Yeah. Three years later, when they beat the Philadelphia Eagles three and four years, everybody hated Tom Brady. Yeah. It happens. We do it all the time. Jordan three-peats, comes back, does it again. The second time, we all want to see who's going to knock him off. We vilify the stars on those great dynastic teams, and that's what has the chance of happening if Patrick Mahomes is able to pull it off and win on Sunday. I think it'd be You're hard. Gonna, you're going to have hard to vilify that dude. You could say it'd be hard to vilify him, but yeah. even Mahomes talked about it last night when he addressed the media on media night. Yeah. He said that this is an unusual position for him to be in because people are looking at him as a villain because they've had sustained success. And to your point, Jeff, yeah. all Patrick Mahomes has done That's a is, chip every, on shoulder, is every single thing that we ask our professional athletes Absolutely. to do. We want you to present well. We want you to be a CEO for a team. We want you to have that competitive greatness. We want you to prioritize winning above all else, yeah. have competitive integrity. He does all of those Absolutely. things, and he does it in a lovable way. Yeah. And that's why he has so many national commercials and, and campaigns. But all I'm simply saying is this. Patrick Mahomes, if he wins another Super Bowl for the rest of his career, we're going to be watching him to see if he can catch Brady, similar to when we watched Tiger Woods and whether he could catch Jack Nicholas. That, that's what we want to see. Yeah. That's what, and that's why it makes it the more compelling of the storyline. I guess I just feel like he he's going to be. Like, I, I have no doubt Mahomes, and I know this is. A, a, yeah. I have no doubt he's going to be back in Super Bowls, right? Like I, you know, from when you look at the 49ers, I'm not you, like like they've gotten it, but but from from the the experience they're in right now, you and I both know running backs get old in a hurry. You're hoping you know, McCaffrey continues to keep on this pace, but one freak thing, all of a sudden their team goes. They're, they're so based on everybody being healthy. It's just a much harder climb for them. When you got the guy who erases all in 15, that's just a different deal in my opinion. I also don't think Patrick Mahomes is a villain. I think it's a little more Kansas City Chiefs fatigue. And I don't know if folks had that with Tom Brady either. I think it's like, hey, give someone else a chance. Well, the, I would have also the, liked the to hate, see the Lions over the Niners. Yeah, I think the hate, though, from the Patriots also went because of Belichick. I think part of that was that part. It wasn't as much the Brady as it was Belichick, the defense, yeah. like all that kind of thing. Like, like just the way that he dealt with the media, like people yep. just didn't and love. tough defense. Yeah. Yeah. Spy, yeah. Spygate and yeah. deflate gate exactly. added to it. All, but, but it started before <laughs> all of that. Yeah. It started let before the, all of that. Let the Giants players say it. Yeah. Oh, there's no hate. There's no hate. <laughs> why, why is there any hate yeah, with yeah. us? Y'all Patriots? Beat them. We yeah. just yeah, beat them. There's no hate. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> no hate at all. Just, we, appreciate, we appreciate them being as good. Eli just collects rings on 
those days? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, my um, goodness. All right. These two will be back with me in just a second, but I've got some breaking news right now from our Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj tweeting this. Philadelphia 76er star Joel Embiid underwent a left meniscus procedure on Tuesday and will be reevaluated in approximately four weeks. In a second tweet, he said how Embiid's recovery goes over the next few weeks will be paramount. But there continues to be a belief that the door is not closed on the possibility of the reigning MVP's return this season. Sources telling that to ESPN. On that note, I bring in our Brian Windhorse. Wendy, good morning. Good morning. And Kendrick Perkins as well. Hey, Perk. Great to see you both. Hey, what's up, Molly? Wendy, what's your reaction to the latest on Embiid? Okay, so this could be termed as good news for the Sixers because they're basically saying they're going to take a look at him again in a month. Now, it doesn't mean he will be back in a month. It means that they're going to evaluate him in a month. But if this was a full meniscus repair, and the Sixers did not say what type of procedure this was. They just said that there was a procedure. But the fact that they're using this month-long timeline indicates that it was a meniscusectomy or part of the meniscus was removed instead of being repaired. And without going into stuff I don't fully understand, that leaves the door open for a quicker recovery. If he would had, had had a repair, in all likelihood, he would have been out for the season today. So definitely interesting information for the Sixers going forward and will affect, now that they know how the surgeon did the, the, the procedure, will affect how they approach the deadline on Thursday as they operate under the possibility, and, you know, I don't think it should be assured because he's a large man with a history of knee issues, but the possibility he could come back and that could affect the way they approach that deadline. Oh, they need to shut him down for the season. It shouldn't be reevaluating him in, in four weeks. We're talking about a guy that is seven foot, 285, 295 pounds that has the workload of a guy of the size of a, a, a John Morant or, or a Steph Curry, the way that he has to carry this team. I'm looking at their next nine games, eight of those nine games. They got two against the Cavs, who has been playing exceptionally well, the Celtics, the Knicks. Um, you, you have so many – the Bucks are on their schedule as well, and I'm looking at it and I'm saying to myself, why rush him back? Like, we know his history. We know what's going on with his health. And so my thing is, I'm going to stand on this, Molly and Wendy. I was, look, mm -hmm. I said this a week ago, and I was called everything but a child of God for saying it. <laughs> Shut him down for the season. Let the guys run it out. You know, re-sign Max in the offseason. You got all the cap space, and give it a go for next season. Even if he comes back, he's still going to take time for the big fella to ramp things up. And then we're going to be going into April, the most crucial point of the NBA season, right into the play-in tournament, right into the postseason, high-level basketball. And with his history, I wouldn't chance it if I'm the Philadelphia 76ers. I just well, wouldn't. Wendy, what's Perk, your response you, to that? Yeah, sentiment. Yeah, Perk, you could be right, and that could be exactly what happens. I just don't think that decision is being made today. I think that's something that Joel has to see how he feels for the next month. Let's see how the team plays for the next month. Let's see what happens in the Eastern Conference for the next month, who plays yeah. well, who stays healthy, who doesn't. I, I, Perk, I don't think you're wrong in that. And, Molly, I tell this story all the time. Mm -hmm. Perk was on the sidelines with me, Game 5, 2019 Finals, begging Kevin Durant not to play. And an hour later, he tore his Achilles. So I, I respect what Perk says. I just think... Yeah. There's no need to do that today, Perk. Today potentially could be a good day for the Sixers and Joel.
Kirk, let me ask you this before we move on to the Lakers. I'm just curious. If Embiid was healthy, how far do you think this Philly team could realistically go in the East? Because we know it's loaded. Oh, oh seriously? They could, they could go to the finals. They could really? go to the finals. Okay. With the way that Joel Embiid was playing, Molly, and the way that the East is looking right now, the Bucks, unless they make a change at the perimeter and get some athleticism for us being able to defend, I could see them going out in the second round. And to be honest with you, I think the depth of the Philadelphia 76ers is so underrated when healthy. Mm. When you look at what De'Anthony Melton was bringing to, bringing to the table, Nicholas Batum. And so it was fitting perfectly around Joel Embiid with Tobias Harris balling as that third option. They absolutely could have went to the NBA. They absolutely could go to the NBA Finals if Embiid was still out there. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, we're wishing Joel Embiid a speedy recovery, and we'll keep you mm-hmm. up to date on that. Guys, I need you to break down the Lakers for me because they're a little Jekyll and Hyde. So they've had a rough time since winning the in-season tournament, but they're enjoying their East Coast trip. Three players, LeBron, AD, D'Angelo, had over 25 points in a win over the Hornets last night. L.A. now winners of three straight, but as the deadline nears Thursday, should they be making a move? LeBron was asked that after the game. Take a listen. That you guys went four and two on this trip. The next time you guys will play will be after the trade deadline. Do you feel like, as a team, you guys have proven or shown why you guys should continue to, I guess, invest in this current group? This is what we have, so there's nothing else to talk about. Wendy, your boy didn't sound too enthusiastic there. Um, pretty, pretty straight face. <laughs> How should the Lakers best help themselves at the deadline? Okay. Obviously, LeBron wants them to make a trade to help the team. That's he might as well tattoo it on his forehead. Okay, (laughs) you know that's that's clear. All right. So when you look at the Lakers, let's just talk about some truths. They are over the last 15 games, and they did just have a very good six-game road trip. I was looking at this trip, going, man, this could be two and four, one and five if it's a disaster, especially since LeBron and AD were a little banged up. They go four and two. Awesome. Great. They come back above 500 in a better position when they left. Terrific. You look at the last 15 games. They're in the bottom 10 in defense in the league. And that is with some good defensive performances at the end of this trip. That's just not getting it done. You also look at their three-point shooting. They're 28th in the league in three-pointers per game. They have shot a better percentage as the season's gone along. But, Molly, they enter every game basically knowing they're going to get outscored on the three-point line. So you don't need to have... Jerry West running your team or Red Auerbach running your team to say that they need defensive help and they need three-point shooting. Um, And especially since Jared Vanderbilt, who's one of their best perimeter defenders, suffered a foot injury on this trip that could knock him out for a long period of time, if not for the rest of the regular season. So that's what they need. They need a guy who can maybe defend and and shoot in the perimeter. By the way, half the NBA is looking for that type of player. Now, we know that. What do they have to to do to get that player? They have one second, uh, one first-round pick that they can trade in 2029. LeBron will be retired, I think. Uh, AD passed his prime. they got to be real careful giving away that pick unprotected. They'll give it away, but they got to be real careful. The other thing is they have Austin Reeves. They don't want to give him away. They've got him in the starting lineup with D'Angelo Russell. It's working right now. They don't, they don't want to do that. So that's what they got. They got that first-round pick, and they got this need, and they got competition with scarce, with scarce players available. The, the, the recipe isn't right for that to lead 
to a really impactful deal by Thursday. Not impossible, but the recipe isn't right, especially when, one, they don't know whether LeBron is going to pick up his option. I think they probably he will, and that, I don't think that that's like keeping them up at night, but they don't know that. And two, if they do wait until June, they would have three first-round picks to trade, a better idea of what happened with this team, and a better idea in a potentially deeper market. And so that's the table, Molly. If you can figure out how to, fi- to, to do that, give LeBron a call. You know, you know what? The Lakers, when you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James, you're built on what? Championships. Every single season you go into the season is all about championships. It's nothing, it's nothing more, nothing less. It's no in-between. It's no, oh, we made a great playoff run. It's all about championships. That's all what LeBron James is about. So when you see LeBron body language or you see his social media, and you see the signals, right? And it's obvious that he wants them to make make a move, and I understand that. But what move is it out there that's going to actually take the Lakers over the hump, right? I hear a lot of speculations about DeJounte Murray. I, I think DeJounte Murray is a hell of a player. I don't think he moves the needle enough for the Lakers in the Western Conference to get them past the likes of a Denver Nuggets, a Los Angeles Clippers, or even a Minnesota Timberwolves, who I believe they haven't beaten once this season. So when I think about the Lakers, and I understand Braun, he wants to move the goalposts, he wants to move the needle, he wants to make a move, but I think everybody need to keep a cool booty. I think everybody need to keep a cool booty. Because let me say this, the way that Anthony Davis has been playing of late, that's the person that's going to take them to wherever they need to go. We saw it last season in the uh, second half of the season. AD was arguably the best player in the season. Right now, AD should be at the tops of defensive player of the year. That, that performance he put on in Madison Square Garden was something special. A defensive clinic. Last night, he he got a triple-double, doing it at all phases. This is the healthiest we have seen them. So I'm looking around the league, unless you maybe could, you know, swap and do some things and bring back an Alex Caruso, a dog on the perimeter, I think the Lakers got to stand packed. Because D'Angelo Russell has been balling, let's be honest. And I was actually the one saying, hey, they need to package him up and send him somewhere. But he's proven me wrong over the last, what, 10 to 15 games. Mm. Uh, by the way, guys, NBA trade deadline is 3 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. I know you two will be a part of it. NBA Today will have you covered. They're going to have a special 1 p.m. Eastern ahead of the trade deadline on Thursday, Malika and the crew. So set your DVRs for that. If people still set their DVRs. Sure. <laughs> I'm dating myself right now. I have YouTube TV. Um, all right. You mentioned the Clippers. I got a quick take for you, Perk. Uh, there's another team in L.A. that's thriving, and that would be those Clippers. They've won nine of their last ten games after beating the Hawks and are 26-5 and five since December 1st. Perk, tell me this. The Clippers, best team in the West right mm-hmm. now? They're the best team in the league, Molly. When you look at them, they have the they have the best depth in the league. They're stacked at the center position. They're stacked at the wing position. When you think about Kawhi, Paul George, uh, Coffee, Terrence, uh, uh, Trey Mann. When you look at all those guys, they are stacked. And also, James Harden, that leadership at the point guard position has been spectacular. They have the best, one of the best coaches in the game. And let me let me say this. When it comes down to 
the most important player that's going to take you over the top in the in the in the league is Kawhi Leonard right now. I mean, I'm picking him any day of the week over anybody else in the league when it comes down to him matching up in a seven game series. He looks healthy on both ends of the floor. He's playing at an MVP type level. This team is clicking on all cylinders. And let me be the first to apologize because I was one I was one of the ones that was crucifying them. But damn it, this team looks unbeatable in the seven game series. Here's our trivia question today in honor of Black History Month. What NFL team was the first ever franchise with a black team president, GM, and head coach? That answer after this quick break. Come on back. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code FIRSTTAKE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll get $150 in bonus bets. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. For New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. For Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050. For Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. For Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. For Puerto Rico, call one 800 981 0023. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Hey, hey, Molly Karam here. Warm up with the hottest games live with Vivid Seats. No matter the sport, Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you can score free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, an annual birthday discount, and much more. They're the only ticket company in the game that rewards fans for every single purchase. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the pod. Richard Pryor, famously playing America's first black president, once said, as long as it's gonna be football, gonna be some black in it somewhere. Look at the league now. The Raiders tout the first NFL team ever with an all black leadership group. Melody Hobson and Condoleezza Rice are the first black women to be a part of an NFL ownership group with the Denver Broncos. And Magic Johnson, who's invested in several teams from the Los Angeles Football Club to the LA Dodgers, expanded his empire to include a minority stake in the Washington Commanders. 
Make no mistake about it, a lot still has to be done in terms of diversity at the game's highest levels, including majority ownership by multiple black owners, but a shift is happening. Thank you, Christine. Here's the answer to that trivia question. The Las Vegas Raiders made history last season as the first franchise to have a black team president, GM, and head coach. Speaking of Las Vegas, back to that big game where the 49ers made it to the Super Bowl this season after two straight losses in the NFC title game. The Niners looking to win the Super Bowl for the first time since 94. Christian McCaffrey is looking to follow in his father's footsteps and win his first Super Bowl. He's also looking to be the first regular season rushing champion to win a Super Bowl since Terrell Davis in 1998. And Brock Purdy will be the fifth different quarterback to start in a Super Bowl for the 49ers. He'll look to join Steve Young and Joe Montana as the only ones to get it done. Here's Purdy on talk of being a game manager. I laugh and, and sort of joke around with it, but... Um, more than anything, it's sort of a compliment just in terms of you get to go into a system and you do you, and you play within the system really well because there's not a lot of quarterbacks that can, you know, like, yeah, people can say what they want, but at the end of the day, man, I think it comes down to winning. And if you can do your job well in the system and, and win, I think you can I think you're doing it well. Mm. See how he feels. Sometimes I feel like a set manager. Just try, to, just try to run things. Just, just run things here on set. But they tell us we're winning, so I'm I'm cool with the title if that's what it is. Okay, uh, but it's not about me. Chris, tell me this: If the Niners win, will the bigger reason be Brock Purdy? Mr. Irrelevant, or you think Nick Bosa and that Niners defense? It's going to be the 49ers defense, and it's in large part because of the quarterback on the other sideline in Patrick Mahomes. Like, you can't afford to allow this to be a shootout on Super Sunday between Mahomes and Purdy because the biggest disparity in this matchup is the difference in the quarterbacks, right? Where Patrick Mahomes is on a GOAT trajectory, mm-hmm. and Purdy, for all of the great things that he's been able to do, is in his first full season as the full-time starter. Yeah. So I guess there's, there's a little bit of a, a, a cushion that you have to provide for that quarterback, which is being able to keep the game as competitive as you can, which is making sure that it's closely contested. Again, with that's easier said than done when you're talking about a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. But if you look at that 49ers defense, they just have not been up to the task throughout the playoffs. You're talking about the two playoff games that they played yeah. in, forcing opponents to punt a grand total of three times. Unbelievable. So 20 drives from opponents on the 49ers defense, only three punts. Yep. They've relied on multiple turnovers to be able to climb back in those games. And I'm counting the turnovers on downs with the fourth downs against yeah. the Lions in conference championship week as turnovers. But that's what they've been relying on. Well, guess what? Patrick Mahomes don't turn the ball over. His last six playoff games, all six playoff wins, he's got 11 touchdowns, no turnovers, and he's only been sacked five times. That's unbelievable. So they're going to have to play a really good game and force some negative plays in order to keep it close for that 49ers offense, and particularly for Brock Purdy. Yeah. I, I, I like where your head is as far I just don't think – I don't think they can do it. I, I mean, I, I just be real. Like, I just don't. Like, you think about Mahomes when he plays San Francisco. Like, he he gets after him, right? Like, I mean, he whatever for whatever the defenses are, they haven't done a great job of getting pressure. They haven't done a good job of stopping the run. Like you said, three punts and two get. Like, they haven't been the defense that we thought. How'd it work so, out for the Ravens when they went up Patrick Mahomes? Exactly. So here's my thing, Purdy. To beat Mahomes, your quarterback has to play efficient 
and be fearless. And so that's what Purdy's got to do. If they're going to win this game, he's going to be fearless. He's going to make a throw that everybody goes, why are you going to make that throw? Tight window. Think about Green Bay, right? I think it was third down. Puts a dot, you know, just puts a dot in. Great tight coverage. Has to make the play. Pull the ball down. Go extend the drive with your legs. Whatever is going to have to happen. Purdy is going to have to carry this team because, to your point, the defense has not carried them the way we expected them to. No. It has really been offense and him matching, whether it's the last drive of the fourth quarter or this comeback that they had. And, again, the turnovers on downs, I count the defense does get a win there, right? But when, when, when you're talking about beating Patrick Mahomes, if he's playing good ball, Brock Purdy is going to have to match it. So Brock Purdy's performance is going to be is going to have to match that of Patrick Mahomes to get the win. Like it's just again, got to be efficient. I'm not saying your numbers got to be higher, yeah. but you can't turn it over. You can't take sacks, right? You can't do the things that Mahomes doesn't do. Mahomes doesn't do to lose games, and I think that's going to be the ask of Brock Purdy. Everybody talks about like system, and you know, like. For, for whatever you think about Patrick Mahomes, him going to an Andy Reid system was very beneficial, yeah. right? Like, so when we talk about going into – and I'm not saying he hasn't made Andy Reid significantly better because he has. He's only – Reid only won Super Bowls with Mahomes. So mm-hmm. this is not a slight on Mahomes, but they were already a good team. And we act like he brought them from – this wasn't like a Burrow situation where you walk into nothing and flip that thing around or a Peyton Manning, you know, flip that thing around. They, they both were coming into pretty decent football teams. Now, Mahomes, you know, GOAT trajectory, all those kind yeah. of things. But, man, Purdy is going to have to play. Like, he is going to have to ball out in this game to set this team up to win. And I just think from, a, from an offensive perspective, they're going to have to match. And at some point, Purdy's going to have to do that. No doubt, Jeff. And it's a fine line between telling the guy to go out there and be fearless and make plays and avoid having For those sure. toxic plays, right? For sure. Avoid the turnover-worthy plays. Avoid trying to bounce the football off of a DB's <laughs> face, face mask yeah. in yeah. order to have your most explosive pass play on yeah. the day. Avoid those, those sack fumbles in the pocket. Like, you've got to make sure that you play a buttoned-up game, yeah. but it's also got to be a productive game. You can't play afraid. Can't but be scared. Here's why I push back and say the defense has got to be the catalyst. The defense has got to dictate the complexion of the game because we know what Pat Mahomes can do when he's allowed to control what the game looks like. We saw what happened in Baltimore last weekend, right, when they were able to get out to that early right. lead. They scored on their first two possessions, yeah. both double-digit play drives, yeah. the length of the field, and then all of a sudden you blink, and it was 14-7. to seven. And, guess what, right. and guess what happened? The Baltimore Ravens offense got away from their game plan. Bolded. They only gave it to their running backs on running plays six times, and that was the number one rush offense. So, again, 15 on the other sideline makes coaches on the offensive side do things that are uncharacteristic. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is put pressure on the play caller, which in turn puts pressure on your quarterback. That's why you got to keep it as a close game. Remember, yeah. that game against the Baltimore Ravens for the Chiefs, it was never really outside of being a one-possession no, game. absolutely. And, and yet the Baltimore Ravens got completely away from their game plan. If you're that 49ers defense, if you're Steve Wilkes, you absolutely have to avoid that. Last point I'm going to make, yeah. make sure you try to score first. So yeah. defense, get a stop. Allow your offense to score complimentary yeah, football. Fast. The Kansas City Chiefs are 10-1 and this season when they score first. Yeah. They're 4-5 and in all the other That's games. Right. So San Francisco 49ers, take pressure off your young quarterback by playing good defense, getting stops early, and creating a soft if, place for if, your if quarterback to ease into the if game. If you're Wilkes, though, it is a game of allow Pacheco to be the guy. 
And I'm just telling you, like, let him get the runs, right? Like, so if you're giving up four yards a clip, like, stay with it. Because here's the deal about Andy Reid. Like, think whatever you want. And he, yeah. is, he is very disciplined in playoffs about running the football. And it's 100% different than, the, you know, September for Andy Reid don't look nothing like February no. Andy Reid, right? Like, he calls on the run. They, they run the ball. Pacheco's leading the league in, in rushes, you know, in, in the playoffs, right? I mean, in, in yards in the playoffs. But make that dude beat you. Do not let Mahomes, Kelsey, don't let those guys be. Don't let them be explosive plays. Make them because at some point, every offense with a Mahomes gets impatient mm. and they want to make those plays. So if I if I'm Wilkes, I'm thinking, whatever I got, I'm gonna bait them and make them continue to run. Trust the run, trust and force them to be as patient as you can make them. Because if you start giving up big plays, you I mean, Katie bar the door, but it's gonna get ugly. Because Party's because they, yeah. they, t- they take advantage on that back end. You take away Ward on that back end, that San Francisco defense, it can get scary, right? Oh, I yeah. Mean, so, so when you talk about force Pacheco and that offensive line to win the game for you, make Mahomes just be a manager of the game and allow that. And that gives you the best chance for Purdy and that offense to match score for sure. You don't want it to be a shootout. I don't mean no. it that way. But at <laughs> some point, Purdy is going to have to step up. He's going to – because Mahomes is not going to get shut out. They're not going to be closed down. This defense isn't good enough to just blank them out. At some point, Purdy's going to have to execute this offense, be efficient, be fearless. And here's the whole deal, because we just made the comment about bouncing off of somebody's face mask. Yeah. Go back and watch the 28-3 comeback from Tom Brady. When he hit the dude in the hands and the face mask, goes up and Edelman makes a yeah. – Everybody great gets these benefits, right? There's a great There's a lot that happens in football yeah. games. Don't be scared to throw that ball, because Brady ain't afraid of it, right? And you got seven. So – you can't be scared to go match it, but Purdy is going to have to play lights out for this 49ers team to win. Any concern, guys, about the moment being too big for him? No. No. No concern about nope, that. No. No. I think this is a game of execution. I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think anybody feels – because no one's walking into this going, if if Purdy, you know, doesn't do this, he, he's – and for Mahomes, these guys are going to have to go play and execute. Like, they, they know what's at stake. Go let it rip. Like, I think both guys can go play with that kind of thing. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
going to the association right now where things are in full swing. Golden State survived a slow early start to beat the Nets 109-98. No other Warriors scored a three-point basket besides Chef Curry with the shot who led the team in scoring with 29. Clay Thompson benched at the end of the game for the second time in three games. Clay saying it's not so easy. Mentally, probably a little different story, but such is life. You know? When you say that, I mean, just is it just the shooting struggle? Shooting, uh, just, yeah, you know, pride myself in yeah. that stuff. So, what are they talking about? You ain't played to finish the game? I got to finish the game five of the finals. Who the f cares? Well, I haven't asked that yet, but I will now, if you know. Huh? I said I haven't asked it yet, but I... Oh, I you feel like you're about to. So yeah. I answered it for you. Already. Uh, I mean, you obviously, you didn't close tonight. That's obviously going to be a story. I mean, that's all good. Yeah, these guys play great. He played great. PP, Jonathan. The end of the day, winning trumps all. Yeah. All right. Perk, a lot just happened right there. Between Clay, we heard Dre sticking up for him in the back. Can you just give me a reaction? Just break that down. <laughs> you know what? I feel so bad, Molly, for Clay Thompson, right? Because in, in, in the world, people want to call him washed and people want to say he had, he's done, he has nothing left in the tank. I honestly don't believe that. And for the life of me, I don't understand why the Warriors won't stop the bleeding. Trey Clay Thompson. Steve Kerr has done nothing wrong, right? He has done an excellent job for us with his in-game adjustments, finally uh, uh, putting a microscope on Jonathan Kaminga. Him and Steph Curry arguably has been the, one of the top duos in the league scoring-wise. But when you think about Clay, right, I don't think that he's done. I think he's mentally not there. And it's been that way before the season even started, when they was negotiating and trying to come with a contract extension. And the Warriors made an offer, and Clay didn't accept it. Because what Clay saw was he saw Draymond Green get 100 plus. He saw Andrew Wiggins get 100 plus. He saw Jordan Poole when he was there get 100 plus. And so now Clay Thompson is it's all in his head. And when you're not there psychologically and mentally, you're not going to perform at your best. And for the reason, for the life of me, I don't understand why the Warriors are so afraid to move on. I know it's not an easy task, but Clay Thompson need a change of scenery for the best of him. His contract ends this season. This is probably going to be his last opportunity to get his big bag. It is a business. Do right by him and send him to another destination so he can have the best opportunity to maximize on his money. Wendy, Perk. yeah, you, you go Perk, ahead. They're not trading Clay Thompson. I mean, I, I, they can't trade Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson's going to have a statue outside the Chase Center someday. You can't, you can't trade Clay Thompson. Now, what they can sign him to, that's a different story because he is not a $45 million player anymore. He is a very valuable player. He still shoots, even though this year he's not having a good shooting year at all, he still shoots better than average. Um, but you can see in that interview, Molly, he's in anguish right now. And I'm going to yeah. talk about Mr. Perkins because when, when Kendrick was 33 years old, Perk, I know you remember this well because it's one of the most impressive things you did in your career. When you were the same age as Clay Thompson, do you, know what, do you remember where you were? You were in the G League. You were a guy who was a starter and a fought multiple finals teams, made very good money, highly respected, won a championship. 
And you were at a point in your career where you're like, the best thing for me right now to go forward is to be in the G League. And I'm not saying Clay's in the G League. What I'm saying is, is that players get to the point in their careers where they're past their primes and they have to wrestle with how they, mm-hmm. with how they can go forward. And that's what we're watching Clay do in real time. This happens with virtually every athlete. Um, and he's happening in real time. And we're seeing it and he's emoting and reacting in real time. And that's not something we normally get. But something that everybody does. You know what, Perk? You went to the G League. You got back into the NBA. You got back and you played a role in the NBA after that. Clay Thompson absolutely can play a role going forward. And he can play that role with the Warriors. It's just happening at a time where the entire franchise is grappling with basically the same thing. Now, I think he will remain a Warrior. I think that they will they will work out a contract. And you're right about Draymond Green and about... Um, and Andrew Wiggins getting contracts. But the thing that happened on those deals is they both took pay cuts. And Clay obviously is going to take a pay cut too. And it's a difficult time for the whole organization. But I still think Clay believes in himself. I still think the Warriors believe in Clay. It's just going to be a little bit different at age 33, 34, 35 than it was when he was in his late 20s. Yeah. Yeah. And when, look, Wendy, I'm glad you shared that story because the G League was the best thing, Molly, that ever happened to me in my NBA career. Yeah. One of the most humblest, humbling, humbling things I ever went through, right? But at the end of the day, I just still don't believe that Clay Thompson is, is, is done. I don't think, I still think Clay Thompson has a lot left in the tank. I still, I strongly believe that Klay Thompson is still a third option on the championship contender. I just feel like he needs a change of scenery. New life for a basketball player brings so much. An organization that still believes in you. Right now, I don't see that same belief because if it was there, then Steve Kerr would have him in in the crunch time, right? But it's not there. The chemistry is not there for us with Klay and, and the team, and that's okay, right? The worst thing in the world that could happen Wendy and Molly, is that mm-hmm. it could end up on bad terms, a bad breakup, right? Yep. St- say Clay leave in the offseason. I've seen it happen so many times, especially with the Boston Celtics and Ray Allen, right? I saw Ray Allen leave and go to Miami, right, when Boston actually offered him more money to stay. But remember that transition. Doc Rivers had put made him start coming in off the bench as a six-man guy. Then all of a sudden, Ray went to Miami. He still played a similar role, but a bigger role, and won another championship. But I'm saying to y'all is, is that in the basketball space, it's supposed to be your sanctuary. When your mind is cluttered, when your mind is cluttered, you're not going to perform at your best. That's Absolutely. A you can very only compartmentalize. Astute- yeah. So much. Sorry, yeah, sorry Wendy, no. I didn't mean to step on you. And I love you guys staring at, uh, sharing that G League story because I think a lot of us can learn a lot from that uh, perk. Obviously, sometimes mm-hmm. hitting rock bottom in the moment doesn't seem so great, but it ends up being the best thing. Wendy, tell me this. What can the Warriors do to turn the season around at the deadline? We've been talking about it all morning, 3 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. Well, this is something they've been working on for a while, Molly, trying to figure this out. Um, first thing they, they can do, and they're already doing, is they're playing Jonathan Kaminga more minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, he's playing about 10 or 8 or 10 more minutes now in the last 10 games than he was before. And he's producing at a higher level. So they're, they're making sort of a shift to being more Kaminga-focused, even though his style of play is a lot different from the classic Warriors style of play. He's not a higher-volume three-point shooter, etc. But in terms of what they can do by Thursday, I, I really do not believe they will trade Chris Paul for, for three or four different reasons. I believe that – I'm not saying they won't have phone calls on that. 
I don't think that's going to happen. I think if they do anything, it's to trade Andrew Wiggins. And I think I don't think it's the best time to trade Andrew Wiggins. Just about everything he does is down this year. He's having the worst scoring season since he's been in Golden State. His shooting is down. He used to get steals. Those are down. If they could trade him for a couple of players that could maybe be effective, I, I think they will look at that. And I, if you ask me what's most likely to happen, that would be the deal that they would make. But I've talked to teams and heard some of these possible Wiggins deals. I don't like any of them. So, I, I honestly, I, I, think, I think they're best off trying to ride it out. I know that's, that, that's the definition of insanity, et cetera. But I just don't like the options for a depressed asset. You know what? Can I can I can I tra- I was going to transition, but if you if you want to piggyback on the trade, no, no, line, go, what, no, go, yeah. Go what ahead, I Molly. what I really wanted to know from you more on the court is what do you just think is the biggest problem facing this Warriors roster right now? To be honest with you, it's it's about you know I, I feel like we have these expectations, right? These expectations for the Golden State Warriors, and we don't want to let go, right? They're mm. not a championship contender no more, and I get it. Every time you we, we want to say that, you know, as long as you have Steph Curry, you're going to compete for a title. But when you look at their roster, they just don't have that energy. They're not the Golden State of old. We just talked about Klay Thompson and, and, and you know, how he's been benched in the fourth, you know, in crucial minutes. Uh, Wendy just talked about Andrew Wiggins. Molly, Andrew Wiggins was the second best player on that team when they made a championship, when they won their fourth title. So, I mean, the expectations need to be lower. I think Steve Kerr is doing a hell of a job right now for us actually playing his young guys and building for a future. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. 